This is your host, Grant Vermeer, Naval Academy Class of 2017, and I'm your Academy Insider. It's my goal to be your guide through the Naval Academy experience by sharing my stories and providing you inside information into the life of a midshipman. Academy Insider is in no way officially affiliated with the United States Naval Academy. All of the content on Academy Insider is my own and does not reflect the views of the United States Naval Academy, the United States Navy, nor the Department of Defense. Fun fact number 8024 about the United States Naval Academy is that in order to graduate, you have to go through a curriculum of etiquette and protocol training. And so today here on Academy Insider, we're joined by Angela Bailey, who is the protocol advisor to the Commandant of Midshipmen, as well as the social instructor to the Brigade of Midshipmen, who is in charge of that curriculum, the protocol and etiquette of a naval officer. And so you guys are going to learn all about that program today as well as her new really direction and motivation and course for what she wants to impart on the Brigade of Midshipmen during their time in Annapolis. So make sure to check out this episode. She shares all of her stories about how she ended up at the Naval Academy, what the protocol and etiquette curriculum is all about. just talks a little bit about life at USNA. So make sure to tune into this episode and let me know what you guys think. Thanks. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Academy Insider Podcast. Again, this episode is going to be all about the protocol program at the United States Naval Academy. And Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and share your expertise and insight into this topic regarding the United States Naval Academy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course. Before we get started in today's episode, if you don't mind giving a little bit of background to the Academy Insider audience of a little bit of background about yourself, where you're from, how you ended up at the Academy, how you got interested in protocol in the first place, and just, again, a little bit of background about who you are. Sure. So I actually didn't really know anything about the Naval Academy until the late 90s when I was wooed by a midshipman, myself, (laughs) um, who I had met in Northern California, and he invited me to ring dance. And so after a couple of months of corresponding, obviously it was pre-email, so it was all over snail mail and, of course, pay phones, which, you know, those aren't really around anymore. (laughs) But I came out for ring dance during commissioning week, and was completely and utterly just in awe of everything about the Academy. Of course, Commissioning Week is a very romantic time to be there and so much pomp and circumstance. And I had had already attended finishing school, which is a fancy way to say protocol training okay. um, in an 18-month program. And so I knew all about manners and all that kind of stuff, but it's not it wasn't a typical thing for a, a young college kid my age to to know. And so you know, there were just some really unique things at the academy that I thought was interesting that the midshipman just knew. And as I was talking to my then date, he informed me that it was actually a four-year requirement for graduation for you guys to go through protocol and etiquette training, which <laughs> for somebody that geeks out about that kind of stuff, I was really amazed and thought it was really <laughs> So went to ring dance and obviously the rest was history. And so... Yeah. And at at that time, I actually commented to my husband that I thought it would be really cool to have that job, to be able to be the protocol instructor for the brigade. So, Well, that's fantastic. And as a native Californian myself, where in Northern California did, uh, did you two meet? Yeah. So we were in Carmel. 
Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it can't beat that. So I'm actually, uh, I grew up in San Jose. So, okay. uh, you know, at, about an hour and a half north there, but I'm yeah. actually going out to Monterey. I'm attending the Naval Postgraduate School. Oh. I literally just got my hard copy orders today. So I'm headed out there in August. Um, so I am very excited to be in the Monterey Carmel area. Yeah, so that is, thank you. There at, at uh, Naval Postgraduate School as well. And it's a great place. You'll enjoy it a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for giving us a little bit of background about yourself. We were talking a little bit before the episode started. It's funny. A lot of people don't even know the job exists. And for you to be like, man, I really want that job. That sounds awesome. And now to be there, that's phenomenal. And so can you just give people a little bit of background about the protocol program at the Naval Academy and kind of the reason that it's taught to midshipmen? Yeah, sure. So You know, I actually don't know when it started. I think it's kind of always been an aspect of training. My husband's great grandfather was the class of 1911. And we have read, you know, journal entries about, you know, the various types of training that they did even all the way back then. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it is an element of professionalism. These days, you know, in the civilian world, it's not unheard of for a company to take somebody who's interested in a job out for lunch as a pre-interview, kind of the interviewee might think it's just lunch and getting to know each other. But a lot of times what it is, is it's sort of an initial screening of how do you handle yourself in a social situation? And you navigate a lunch and conversation and how do you carry yourself? What's your poise and that kind of thing before they even consider bringing you in for uh, the actual interview. And so I think from a military perspective, it's part of becoming a well-rounded officer. Mm -hmm. You know, you are, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this a lot in your career, you are an ambassador of the United States and, you know, the Naval Academy, the Navy now that you're in the fleet. And so I think having that well-orbed officer and and being able to carry yourself in social situations is part of that. And so that training, that aspect of the training is just another another way we do that at the academy. Definitely. And you talked about having a little bit of a formal education in etiquette and protocol. Is there any differences between the education received there and then etiquette that's specific to the military? And how do you get educated on the military specific aspects of this before assuming these roles and responsibilities as the protocol advisor? Yeah, so there's not a lot of difference in, Mm -hmm. you know, the military aspect. My job, you know, is twofold. I am the Commandant's Protocol Advisor and then the Brigade Social Instructor. And what that means is as far as the Commandant's Protocol Advisor, you know, all the parades over Plebe Summer, you know, if you have special congressional guests in King Hall, you know, there's actually an order and precedence for the way people sit If you have speakers, you know, the order and precedence of flags behind the backdrop, that's all military protocol. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are references and and things like that, that you go to learn that aspect of the military etiquette. But etiquette across the board, you know, whether it's civilian or military, it is pretty similar. I think difference of how you might treat a female officer versus a civilian lady, Mm -hmm. right? There are some nuance there, but at the end of the day, it's about putting others ahead of yourself. And I think that's the big thing to remember. And that's the thing I try to instill most, you know, with the midshipmen, especially the incoming plebes who may Mm -hmm. not have had a lot of experience. If you're nervous and you don't know the right thing to do, would I wish for you to use the right (laughs) form? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, deferring to the people around you and, Mm -hmm. and looking for opportunities to serve people around you and putting them ahead of yourself. So... 
Yeah, without a doubt. And so you mentioned that you get that opportunity to talk to the plebes. When exactly really is your first opportunity to get to instruct the midshipmen? Is it during plebe summer? Or is it during the year? Uh, kind of what's that first time you get to make contact with the midshipmen? Yeah, so we do a plebe summer dining tutorial. And I meet with, usually it's by sister companies for a solid 15 days consecutively. And we do a very fancy sit down dinner. And one of the first questions I ask is how many of you have ever had an experience like this where you have more than one fork on the table, you know, and it's, you know, fine dining, it's fine china, you know, three glasses, the whole nine yards. And it's very interesting to me how many come in and don't have experience eating in a fine dining situation and how overwhelming it can be when you sit and you look and you see three forks and three knives and whatever. And they're like, I don't even know how to do this. So that's my first interaction with them. And then the second set of plebe summer, I get together with them uh, and we discuss, you know, things like sponsor etiquette. You know, it's one thing to be at home with your parents and leave Mm -hmm. your stuff all over or need a ride or, you know, the various things, how you dine in mixed company. And then it's another thing to be a guest in someone's home that's supposed to feel like a home away from home, but they're still new and you're still new and all the nuances of that. So we Mm -hmm. talked a lot about sponsor etiquette too during plebe summer. And then once reform happens, I meet with pretty much every class at least once a semester. And we usually split it up by regiment. And I'm sure you, everybody already knows the regiment is about 500, you know, about 500 midshipmen at a time. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about everything from, gosh, you know, email etiquette, correspondence, cocktail parties, types of dress. We talk about ship etiquette, right? With the first class, we talk about what it's like to be a JO in the fleet as they're getting ready to prepare to go out to the fleet and, and what that looks interacting on board ship in, you know, in the mess you know, in the wardroom, all of that kind of stuff. Because there's a lot of military tradition and it's etiquette, really. Absolutely. And I think I think the funniest one that brought up really is the email etiquette. Because I can't <laughs> tell you how many times when I'm drafting an email that, that has like my signature at the bottom, like my official title, I reread those like eight times to make sure that I have everything formatted. Because like you're saying, in the military, the structure and the formality and the etiquette, it's tradition, it's regulated. It, it yeah. is by regulation. So I remember that, training actually specifically going through the academy and being like emails. Okay. Don't yeah. mess this up. <laughs> Address it correctly. Um, and then we have the nuance of, you know, social media because yeah. you know, there's a lot of ships that have their own Facebook page and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And so we're entering new territory in how to continue to interact professionally with one another while we, we might correspond with one another through text message, which you know, I think even just a couple of years ago, that was reserved for really close people. But nowadays, it's not abnormal to to be texting mm-hmm. back and forth with somebody. And how do you keep that on a professional level? Yeah, We're still, you know, respecting seniority and, and keeping that in a, in a professional way. So yeah, and, and this is out of sheer curiosity of my own. Now, as you talk about having these social media sites, especially for like company Facebook pages or literally command level Facebook pages, do you give trainings to like the company PAOs and PAOs at the Academy for social media specific etiquette? Or is that something that's not part of the, no, uh, the program? No, so that goes through the, you know, the public affairs office, okay. their domain and, and they mm-hmm. handle that. But I do talk with the plebes, of course, when they first come in, because you know, they've gone from civilian now to military professional, even though they're fresh out of the civilian world. And so mm-hmm. things like your social media pages, your Instagram pages, your Facebook pages, all of that stuff, you know, we talk a lot about making sure those are private, making sure, 
you know, the friends that you have are people that you truly know, because Mm -hmm. yes, you know, you can be tagged in something that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you, but it will come back to you. And if it's something that's inappropriate or outside of the the military code of justice, like all of that can come back to you. So Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about you are a military professional 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't put it on and off. Mm -hmm. Um, Once you sign that dotted line on I-Day, you made that decision. And so that carries, you know, there's got to be continuity in your life behind closed doors and out in the public as well. So without a doubt, and that's something that one of my main mentors at the Academy, Commander Renane, he was my battalion officer. He was my, uh, the officer in charge of Plebe Summer when I was a detailer. And the two of us have a fantastic relationship. But that was always something he told me he was like, hey, look, when you commission, you're out in the fleet and you as a midshipman, you are a military officer. You're a naval officer 24-7. That, that's who you are. That's like That doesn't go away. There's no on and off switch for your professionalism. He's like, now don't get me wrong. I kind of compare it to like, basically, I, and I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but like a Rio stat where you can like, you can dial it down a little bit in social settings and, and be more relaxed and have fun. But at the end of the day, there's always a baseline level of professionalism that you have to conduct yourself with. Because you are a naval officer, like you were saying earlier in the episode, you are a representative, you're an ambassador of the United States Navy, the United States government, all of the above. So I think that's fantastic that you get the opportunity to really talk to all of the midshipmen in this setting where you're able to talk to them. And it's not like punitive, but it's just like, hey, we need to realize that who we are in this new day and age with social media and the ability to spread information, you have to take care of that and make sure that all aspects of who you are and what you're representing are done so professionally. So that's great. So I actually have one question now that, so you have the ability to address, like you're saying, there's a cadence of meeting with them every semester. Is there ever an opportunity where you have like a specialized training? Hypothetically, I know a lot of times midshipmen get to go to really fancy things sometimes. Is there ever opportunity where you provide specialized training to someone or a group of midshipmen maybe that may be going to represent the Naval Academy in a really formal setting? Yes, actually, that happens more frequently than the other. Okay. So, like I mentioned earlier, there are congressional visits that happen pretty regularly on the yard. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if there's a dignitary funeral, you know, we're very close to Washington, D.C., and a lot of times some of those responsibilities overlap. And so anytime a midshipman's going out sort of in the public eye like that, I try to get in front of them. You know, superintendents tailgates, there's a lot of people that come on board for those. And so we try to meet a few days before or a week before and just go over the, you know, the basic reminders because it can be a little nerve wracking, especially if you find out, you know, somebody's going to be there that you're interested in getting to know and talk to, but maybe it's a little nerve wracking because they're a little bit higher rank than you're mm-hmm. used to interacting with. And so, yeah, I actually do that pretty frequently, especially during the fall. It's like sometimes twice or three times a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> <And I'm listening. laughs> So that's one of our favorite jokes now that I'm old and in the fleet and stuff. It's always our favorite joke that admirals and midshipmen, they're basically the same thing. <laughs> they, they get to go to all the fancy things. They get treated with all like the special things. Like whenever we're at a command, like everything shuts down and all attention turns if there's an admiral coming to our command or if there's a midshipman coming to yeah. our command. Yeah. Um, but a lot of really, all jokes aside, a lot of really awesome opportunities for midshipmen to get to participate in these really cool events. So that's awesome that you get to do that. Now I want to transition to a little bit just more personal question towards you is like you were saying, this is your dream job. So how was this transition to assuming this role and how have you enjoyed being the protocol advisor to the commandant and the social instructors of the brigade so far? Yeah. So it was a little surreal because you yeah. know, back in the nineties, when I said it, I never really <laughs> thought that would be a, you know, an opportunity. I'm not sure mm-hmm. why, but I just didn't really consider it. And 
with my husband being active duty and all roads end up into Annapolis, you'll, you'll figure that out eventually in the Navy. And so here we are. And we've been here for, you know, like 12 years. And when I was given the opportunity, the very first day I walked on the yard, which I'd been to a million times for a million different things, it was just surreal. And it's very awe-inspiring to walk around and look at these young people who have willingly chosen to give their lives for our country. And, you know, having been in a situation with my husband where, you know, my own children have never known a time in America where we haven't been in a conflict. My oldest daughter was born in 2001. And so I don't take the commitment that they make lightly. And when I look at their faces, it is a very distinct reminder to me that these are young people who know exactly what they've decided to do when they when they signed that paper. And for me to be able to be a very small part of their education and their training in preparation for what they're about to do is very humbling for me. So I take a great amount of pride in being able to be a part of that. That's way cool. <laughs> I love that answer. And as someone who is relatively new to USNA and, and coming in and starting, well, like, Obviously, you came to ring dance, which is like way cool, but new in terms of actually being on staff at the academy. What are some of the new ideas and focuses that you're trying to bring to this protocol job here at the academy? And what are some of your main focuses that you're trying to get and messages that you're trying to give to the brigade midshipmen? Yeah, so I think a big thing for me is manners aren't reserved. Etiquette is not reserved for special occasions. It really is. It should be a thread of who we are. It should be a part of who we are. You know, our character can be defined by how we treat people who really can't do anything for us. And so my big mantra is etiquette is where ethics meets everyday life. And you guys at the Academy, you hear about ethics a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's really important to, to sew that thread. It's not just ethics in making moral and right decisions. It's how are you treating people? Do you know, you know, the person that's emptying your trash every day? You know, I know for me, I go to the same grocery store every week, several times a week. Shame on me if I don't know that lady's name that, you know, runs my groceries across the scanner because I'm standing there probably for 10 minutes. I have four kids, so there's a lot of food. And if I can't take a moment in that time to get to know her a little better and, you know, I, I feel like our job as humans is t- as we come in contact with the people that are in front of us, are, you know, do we leave them better than when we met them? And it mm-hmm. could be the person just you're passing on the street. Maybe it's just a warm smile. It's not anything, you know, earth shattering. But are you seeing the people that are actually in front of you? And so for me, as I, you know, get in front of the midshipmen, yes, do I want them to know the right fork? Do I want them to know, you know, the proper military protocol for, you know, whatever situation? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if they are simply putting a face to the person that's in front of them, they're humanizing them. They're just, just a simple greeting goes a long way. And I think we all at some point in our lives have been on the receiving end of that. Maybe we've been having a crummy day, you know, or whatever. And a complete stranger might just smile or say hello or, you know, something. And you think, huh, you know, and it kind of turns your day around. And I think oftentimes we minimalize those little interactions. But I think especially as, you know, leaders, those kind of things set us apart. You know, when you go into a command and you choose to get to know the people who are working for you, That says a lot about your character. It says a lot about your leadership style. 
it says a lot about you. And so are you in it for you or are you in it to help the command as a whole to be better? And those little interactions, manners, right, can go a long way. It's what can set you apart from being a good leader to being a great leader that people say, I want to follow that person. That person I know when he or she says X, Y, or Z, they mean X, Y, or Z. You know, it's about, um, it's, it's about that thread in who we are that connects us, you know, to one another. We can either choose to be, you know, very Intro, you know, introverted and kind of insular, right? On our phones, that's a big thing. I'm guilty of that too. Or we can choose to put that, you know, device away or whatever is distracting us away. And for the few minutes or the few seconds that we're in front of somebody, choose to engage with them um, and and choose to to look for an opportunity um, to leave that person better than when you came across them. So has anyone asked you to teach some leadership classes at the academy too? Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, a couple in there. Really, I wish I had the opportunity to take them. Actually, I think I would really enjoy them. But, yeah, some, yeah, someone needs to get you a permanent classroom in Loose Hall because, oh, <laughs> like that, I uh, I just, I could, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. And I just want to take the opportunity now, just because you've been talking about it, um, to give a big thank you to the entirety of the Melwood program. Um, oh, and then- so for anyone who doesn't know, Melwood is basically they provide a lot of service for the academy, but specifically a lot of the janitorial services within Bancroft Hall. Uh, they take out our trash, they clean the bathrooms, they do all of that. Um, and they're fantastic. So I just want to give a big shout out. I don't know if they'll ever hear it. Um, but Duke, who goes on, who is part of 8-0 and clean 8-0 all the time. I make sure he hears you. He makes it. All right. I appreciate that. He was there all four years. There was nothing better than waking up in the morning. You might be having a bad day, but when you walked down that P way and you saw Duke and you gave him a fist bump and he said, all right, sir, you have a good day. That was, there's nothing like it. And also uh, I'm a big personal fan of my guy, Zane, who was a, who was a big Navy basketball fan. Um, And just like to have made those relationships with both of those individuals and so many more that are part of Melwood. Um, just a big thank you to all of them because everything they do to support the brigade and midshipmen is just truly phenomenal. So, um, yes. So, so thank you for bringing that up because, um, because I probably would have, would have forgotten it. And I'm, I'm telling you, they need to get you a classroom in loose hall. I need to listen to you talk, uh, way more than just this conversation right now. Um, great. Well, actually I can tell you a funny story about that. Yeah, please. So I talked to you about the plebe summer dining tutorial. Yeah. One of the initiatives that I brought back um, in talking with some of the upperclassmen, they said, ma'am, we don't even remember plebe summer dining. And that's <laughs> that now that we've gone out in summer trainings, mm-hmm. I found myself in this situation and I don't, didn't remember anything. Is there any way we could do it again? Mm. So I, you know, called King Hall and we chatted and we're doing that for, for wow. classmen now we're doing okay. like a whole, you know, dining tutorial during the lunch hour in the Chesapeake mm-hmm. room oh, and great. sweet Rhoda who has been there for 33 years. So yeah. I'm going to do it myself. My <laughs> husband was there when she was there, when mm-hmm. she'd been there for a while, <laughs> she is the sweetest. And she says, Oh ma'am, this is my favorite job. I love working here. She loves it. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. faithfully done it for, you know, decades now, which is really, it's really great. And it's fun to see, you know, you guys come back and remember some of those rice workers and in Melwood workers and the people in King Hall. And it's like, for them, it's like seeing their babies come home. So that's really neat. (laughs) Oh, uh, most definitely. Now, one thing I do want to ask is as you're coming in again, relatively new to USNA, are there any differences in some etiquette 
uh, like proper etiquette as it relates to military protocol that might surprise some older graduates that things have changed and adjusted to this day and age. I guess, are there any specific specific examples you may have of uh, military protocol or etiquette changing over the years? Yeah. So, I mean, really manners are timeless. Etiquette timeless. Um, you know, there is a, there are things like calling cards. Nobody really leaves calling cards anymore. You know, when you check into a new command, I think all of that's a little different. You know, most of the time it's, you're sending an email to your CEO ahead of time before you even report aboard ship, you're making that connection. Then of course you make an office call, but, um, yeah, so things like that have changed a little bit, but really there's not a lot. And and like I, I mentioned earlier, you know, the social media aspect and communicating via email or text message, that might be a little different and just, you know, that. But really overall, not a lot's changed. I mean, you still, you know, still the same fork and knife, still the same, you know, standing when a senior officer approaches the table, you know, all of that. That's pretty much the same. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and to some of those, like you're saying, some of the military protocol, like standing when a senior officer walks in, um, in your first interactions with the plebes, um, obviously the food aspect and the fine dining are definitely new, but what seems to be newest to most midshipmen? Like what are some things that midshipmen, like when you tell them that's the proper thing to do, they're like, huh? well, yeah, my favorite thing, well, there's two favorite things. The first <laughs> thing is, as I ask them, is there ever a time elbows are on the table? No, ma'am. No. My mom always told me no. And it's a trick question because in between courses, it's not considered inappropriate for you to rest your forearms on the table. Um, so that's a fun one. And then the one that gets them every single time is if you have something in your mouth that you don't want in your mouth, how do you get it out? So if you're eating fish and you get a fish bone in your, you know, in, in your bite and you don't want it, the rule of thumb is the way it goes in is the way it comes out. So if it goes in on a fork, it comes out on a fork. And they all kind of look at me like I'm a little bit crazy because I think <laughs> they can just spit it into a napkin, right? Which isn't a bad option, except for I'm always quick to say, you know, Miss Rhoda doesn't really want to pick that napkin up after you're all finished. So the way it comes in is the way it goes out. And you just, mm. you know, push it forward, put the times. And, and you know, people are moving their silverware. So it's less likely for somebody to notice mm-hmm. that you're putting something on the fork vice taking it off the fork than if you were to bring your napkin up to your face and, you know, clearly you're spitting something in your napkin. So that's one thing that they don't really seem to, they're, they think I'm a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And besides all of this knowledge just residing in your head as the absolute expert, is there any kind of textbook or book that you use to help teach uh, this material to the plebes and the midshipmen at the academy? Yeah. So um, I guess, you know, really, I took on service etiquette when I married my husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, service etiquette is uh, is considered the, the, the protocol Bible of the military. And it's been revised a couple of times. It used to be issued to you all up until recently. I think the last couple of years, they've stopped issuing it. Um, but it it does pretty much reside in my head, but it's only because I spent a good time, you know, a good bit of time once I married into the military, just getting to understand the nuances of military protocol and the various aspects of my own husband's career and and how to utilize that. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Great. Well, with that, do you have anything else uh, that you would like to tell the Academy Insider audience about the protocol program or anything uh, that you would like to leave the audience with uh, that you think they may find interesting or helpful or useful in regards to learning about the midshipman experience at the Academy? Yeah, I think so. One thing that I was thinking about um, in preparation for this, you know, 
there's a lot to be said about how we learn basic social graces. And for some, you know, some young people, they go through maybe cotillion at a young age, you know, especially a lot of the Southern states, you know, a lot of the plebes will say, ma'am, I I did this when I was in middle school, we did this in cotillion, I don't really remember much, whatever. Uh, But as far as preparing to become a midshipman, or if you've got a young person that's already been accepted, and they're going into one of the best things you can do is have regular family meal. It's where we learn to converse. It's where you learn those basic social graces. It's where you learn to, you know, disagree and without being disagreeable. You know, it's it's all of those social things, you know, and the safety and comfort of your family that we're learning. So, uh, you know, as you are con- continuing to prepare, I think looking for opportunities to practice those social those social graces, um, like I said earlier, not just for special occasions, not just for the super, super fancy restaurant or the once in the lifetime, but looking for opportunities to practice um, being comfortable in situations that you might otherwise be uncomfortable in. You know, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to go make a conversation or introduce yourself to somebody you know, that you don't know real well, have some go-to questions, practice having conversation uh, and navigating, getting in and out of conversation. The more practice you get, the easier it becomes. And then when you do come on board, um, those interactions, which do happen more frequently than not, uh, will be a little less intimidating and you'll feel a little bit more confident because at the end of the day, good manners, like I said, is about how you treat people, right? Um, and, and if you are making them feel comfortable, then you're doing, you're doing your job. So I think just looking for opportunities to practice that is really, really important. Fantastic. And for any parent out there that may be wondering, like, does this end at the Academy kind of when that happens, uh, what would you tell them based on your experience, uh, with your husband serving in the Navy, does protocol and etiquette ever end? And how have you seen protocol and etiquette relevant in your life? Uh, so far throughout his entire naval career? Yeah, so it doesn't end. (laughs) It's very much a part of it. You know, I can remember being a very new, you know, wife. And my husband did a really good job before we got married when we were engaged. He kind of got a panel of wives together. They were current military wives, you know, um, seasoned military wives, newer military wives, retired military wives. And he said, I want you to tell her everything. I don't want you to, you know, don't, don't leave out the story about your husband deploys and the plumbing breaks and you've got a flood. Like I want her to know it all. So he really did me a great service by preparing me in that way. And, and I will say, you know, one memory that stands out to me is we, uh, we lived overseas. He was in a joint command. We were in a joint tour with NATO in the Netherlands. And, you know, I had little babies, like tiny babies. And I was at the commissary shopping and I don't remember there was something going on and he called me at the commissary. And he said, so, you know, I have some people here for work and they're visiting. Is there any chance that you can do dinner for us tonight? And I was, I said, sure. And I didn't really think anything of it. I think it was like three in the afternoon. He goes, okay, great. We'll be home by six. And I said, okay. So I really didn't have any other information about Mm -hmm. it. After it was all said and done, I found out that one of the gentlemen in my room was the deputy under secretary of defense for Intel. And <laughs> you know, they were doing some you know, business around my dinner table yep. and, and I didn't know it, but I, I knew enough about just basic social mm-hmm. graces to you know set a decent table, to know how to introduce myself, how to interact with them and whatnot. And um, 
you know, as a military wife, that was great for my husband. And so I think uh, it doesn't ever really end. It's, mm-hmm. it's like I said, just like for you as a military member, you're a, a military officer 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that doesn't ever turn on and off. And I think for manners across the board, whether you're civilian or military, it, it's not something that you pull out for the special occasions. It really is something that we should practice just because it's the right and civil thing to do. So. That's phenomenal. I, everything you've said so far to, today has been been great. And, and I do want to repeat one line, and please correct me if it was incorrect, but when you said manners are where ethics meets daily life. And I thought, ethics meets everyday life. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, I, I think that's so cool, and I think that's a, um, a much-needed approach uh, to – how we how we address protocol and etiquette at the Naval Academy is taking it away from only like pigeonholing etiquette to these fancy formal evenings and making it all about uh, your daily life and how you live day to day and the manners with which you treat people. So um, thank you so much for everything you're doing uh, for the Naval Academy and for teaching all of the midshipmen uh, about everything that you've talked to us in the Academy Insider audience uh, about today. So thank you. Sure. It's my privilege. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to say to the Academy Insider audience before we wrap it up here today? No. I mean, you know, when you're coming to visit your mid, uh, you know, ask them about the program. Ask them what they're learning. Um, some of them might be a little frustrated with me because we did dance instruction Ooh. the other day, which as you can imagine, some, some <laughs> think it's fun, some think not so much, but... Like we've already stated, you know, it very much is a good skill to have because you never know when you're going to need it. So, Absolutely. Well, Angela, thank you so much for your time and preparing and coming on to talk with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Wow. How impressive is she? Am I right? Like, oh my goodness. Well, one, I hope you guys learned a little bit about the protocol and etiquette training at the Naval Academy. And two, just some general life and leadership lessons out of that episode. Uh, We are truly blessed to have Angela come join us today and share all of that wisdom. So thank you to her. And as always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate all you guys. Again, my name's Grant Vermeer, the Academy Insider, and thank you so much for letting me be your guide to the Naval Academy.